Leadership Through Separation, Thoughts on Parshat Balotra. In Judaism, holiness is achieved through separation. We ritualize separations between holy and profane time, holy and profane foods and objects, and holy and profane behaviors. Separation, havdalah, in this sense, requires conscious and deliberative choices to move away from or to move towards, to divide or to segment experiences through constant awareness and vigilance. In our Torah reading for this week, Baalotra, Moshe is told to separate the Leviim for special service. You shall place the Levites in attendance upon Aaron and his sons and designate them as an elevation offering to God. In their service to the Kohanim who offer sacrifices, the Levites themselves became offerings. Through this service, they elevated themselves. Sacrifice comes in a lot of forms. Gifts on the altar are only one form of service. People also sacrifice time, money, thought, and attention. As the chapter continues, we see the special regard with which God holds the Leviim in Numbers 8, verses 14 through 16. Thus, you shall set the Leviim apart from the Israelites, and the Leviim shall be mine. Thereafter, the Levites shall qualify for the service of the tent of meeting, once you have purified them and designated them as an elevation offering. For they are formally assigned to me from among the Israelites. I have taken them for myself in place of all the first issue of the womb. In his commentary, Haimek Davar, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, who was born in 1816 and died in 1893, explains that Moshe was to command the Leviim to distinguish and separate themselves in their conduct for God's sake. Moshe could articulate the rules and even set the Leviim apart to fulfill their duties, but it was up to the Leviim themselves to make an internal decision could they see themselves as different and separate themselves from the ways of the world to sanctify themselves? Rabbi Berlin continues this theme in his explication of these verses. The Leviim were to direct all of their actions and thoughts to God and God's name, to be carriers literally and figuratively of the Mishkan and its holy objects. This physical role was established in the very first chapter of Bimibar, you shall put the Levites in charge of the tabernacle of the pact, all its furnishings, and everything that pertains to it. They shall carry the tabernacle, the mishkan, and all its furnishings, and they shall tend it, and they shall camp around the mishkan. In this capacity, Haimek Davar stresses that the Leviim were to behave with the utmost piety, so they're genuinely worthy of carrying the Shekhinah, the divine presence, as they lifted and transported the portable sanctuary. God elevated the Leviim so that they could elevate the boards, curtains, table, menorah, and all the constituent parts of the Mishkan. This was not only a job that required great strength, it required immensity of spirit and righteousness. Let no Israelite feel that those who carry the representation of God in the world be anything less than outstanding ambassadors of Kedushah, of holiness. It is at this point on Numbers 8.15 that Rabbi Berlin explains the challenge. The Levites had to be fastidious about keeping themselves pure of thought because those who are designated or designate themselves for special service run the risk of stumbling because of pride. Anyone who sees himself, he writes, as greater than another has an enlarged inclination and in getting close to holiness may bring upon himself impurity. In explaining how this played out in the prophetic book Malachi, Rabbi Berlin concludes that their greatness was the cause of their faltering. 
The Levites had the difficult job of separating themselves for God's service while making sure that their service was always an expression of humility, especially towards others who did not enjoy their status. Earlier in Exodus, God spoke through Moshe with words designed to help all of the Israelites a few months out of slavery see their own leadership and capacity to serve a higher order through the commandments they were about to receive at Sinai. You shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, a mamleche koanim and goy kadosh. In Rabbi Jonathan Sachs' essay on servant leadership, he writes that in Judaism, to lead is to serve. Those who serve do not lift themselves high. They lift other people high. As this week's Torah reading reminds us, all great leadership requires intentionality, humility, and impulse control, as if we too are carrying the holiest vessels of the sanctuary and moving them ourselves. That means elevating our speech, refraining from gossip that is so often the currency of people in positions of power, and giving people the benefit of the doubt. In his book, Serve to Lead, James Strzok writes that the fundamental question in every situation for leaders is, who am I serving? Once you can answer this question, he believes that clarity and priorities can emerge consistent with your calling your deepest values. It is in answering that question that you can combine service and leadership into the unique masterpiece that combines your life and work. You resolve the question with the purity of your calling expressed in the eloquence of action. There is clearly an onerousness in the notion of service, but the Lebanese-American poet Khalil Gibran reminds us that there's also delight and pleasure in service. Quote, I slept and I dreamed that life is all joy. I woke and I saw that life is all service. I served and I saw that service is joy. When, in a leadership role, did you have to work hard at righteousness? And when was your service a joy?